Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Joe DiBiase. Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at northtownauto.com. Wait, there's a, a rink in front of me. There's a there's a there's Zambonis. There's pucks coming on the ice here soon. There's gonna be hockey players playing. What is this? Oh yeah. It's the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Welcome in, Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Joe, proud to welcome Northtown Automotive as a sponsor to the show today. Uh, we're really proud. We've been with mm-hmm. them. We we've done some shows from there, but now we we made it officially official. We we put a ring on it, basically, with Northtown Automotive, and it's really yeah. awesome, man. You know, and for show they get some uh, hockey aesthetic, hopefully, in the uh, in the background <laughs> a little bit. They do for sure. It is uh, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. We thank them for being with us today. And back on the air today. For, I just want to say thank you to all the well for all the well wishes last week. Uh, I was off the air for a few days. People may have seen on social media. Had a little procedure. Got to live with a little guy uh, for the rest of my life next to me. Um, pacemaker. And uh, everything's good, though, folks. Everything is really good. And I appreciate that. And it's just been a few years in the making. Finally had it done. And glad to. And, Joe, I mean, if you could get any more energetic or excited, I mean, I guess now I, I might be that. And that's a scary thing with me. And I, already, and I have some caffeine in me, too, today. I'm ready to rock and roll today. <laughs> On a uh, uh-huh. on a President's Day, kids are off. Kids are yep. kids are like all week basically. I got Max with me today. He's here because we're going to the game. Yeah. So he's actually with me right now, and we're we're gonna go down and sit in our seats. That's why I'm up here today, so I didn't miss anything. And they're off all week though. Um, February break. Right? Yeah. Did you did you have off like two weeks or one week split up when you went to OP high school? It normally would have been I think one week in February. Right, I think okay, you yeah. got you got your Easter break too a little bit later on. So I'm pretty Wish, sure yep. it was only the one week in February. Yeah, and well, we I we I think I think if I remember back when I was in high school, I could be wrong on this. If I remember back, I'm older now, so I try to remember these things. I think we got two weeks during Easter, but we didn't get one in February. But it's like we had like Easter. If that comes in April, then you get like two weeks in April. But now it's one week in February, one week for Easter. Do you break it up a little bit? That's how the most places do it now, most districts. Okay. All right. So Things this is a big, a like, bit. going away week. A lot of people I know are going away, like, they're a lot on of, cruises. Yeah, or cruises are – I think this is, like, the most expensive cruise week of the year. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Because it's kids are off, or maybe it's like just the month of February that kids are off, and also, you know, the weather's at a point where everyone up north wants to get down south some way, some way uh, somehow. I don't know how this happened. My wife went to Orlando this weekend. I'm here. Max is here. He's the one oh. that's off. She's in Orlando, but I will tell you, not good weather. It was like 60 and raining uh, yesterday down there. Not great. It'll be better, you know, but she, not a great weekend to be down there. It might be a close one. What would you prefer? 60 and raining or, what is it, 20 and sunny right now outside? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good call. freezing, but like rain's the worst. Nobody wants that. So, And we we're going to be warming up here later in the week, so we're going we're gonna to get a melt. In the next couple of days, when is the um, when does daylight savings time begin? That is not far. Like that now, it's it's earlier than it ever used to be. A few years ago, they changed like when you do it. Yes, they change on March tenth. March tenth. Oh, we're only a few weeks away from that. Yep, March tenth. When we what? What do we lose an hour? Always never. Always spring this. forward, fall back. Spring forward, spring fall forward, back. fall back. So in spring, we spring forward. So we lose an hour of sleep, but we okay. gain an hour of daylight. Okay. Well, luckily, we'll have uh, NFL free agency that week to, to yes. perk us up a little bit. And we have the Combine. Okay, the Combine is next week. I will be at the Combine. Uh, I leave. I'll be there next Monday while this show is happening. So Joe will be manning the fort while I'm in the air headed to Indy. Uh, we'll do the Combine next Monday, and that's for several days. One thing we will not be talking much about this year, I don't think, Joe, but it was interesting. I was listening to you and Jeremy earlier. And at the same time, I was posting my State of the Bills running back article. Now, every year I do a State of the Bills position-by-position series. I started yesterday with the quarterbacks. We'll get into that, too. I want to touch on that. I did running backs. You and Jeremy talked about running backs. And I wrote in the article, James Cook has cemented himself as RB1. And someone pushed back and said, I don't think he should be RB1. They need someone who can run more effectively when there's bigger boxes not lighter boxes and he drops some passes i don't think that's the case at all now the way i look at there's two ways i look at this joe and i want to dissect this because you said something interesting about you and jeremy talked about like derrick henry and well if you get him isn't he like kind of the main guy or anybody like that the way i look at it is a james cook is really good first of all <laughs> he was fourth in the league in rushing and sixth in mm-hmm. yards from scrimmage but the reason i say he's number one joe i don't think this organization has any inkling to put anybody over the top of James Cook heading into 2024. I'm pretty I'm in mo- I'm in pretty much lockstep with you that I just I don't see the need to do it. I don't really think there is much room above him. I think there is room. I mean, if you got a Christian McCaffrey, sure that's a better player and there are a couple names I'm sure we could rattle off and say if you had that guy better player and James Cook could be your pass catching running back, I just don't see why there's I I don't see a need to spend any asset whatsoever on that. And also, I would kind of feel weird about the roles then. Like, I don't know, James Cook has established himself in the NFL more so as a runner. Pass-catching-wise, we're talking like a three-week stretch in his first two years where he was a prolific pass-catcher. The rest of it, he's not really putting up that, that much in terms of receiving numbers. So... I bring Derrick Henry in, and now I'm back to questioning James Cook's role and whether he's even built for it, and is Naeem Hines still here? Um, no, I think I think there will be another running back on this team, and it could be a guy in the mold of Derrick Henry, but I just I don't see why they need to go that big. Okay, right. So I think we're on the same page here, but the way I look at it, and the way 
And it's great, and I appreciate that because I, I didn't really think that that would be much of a debate, but Carl tweeted in at me after I wrote it, and Carl wrote, he's completely ineffective if he's not facing a light box. First of all, I don't agree with that, right? I mean, I don't think that's right. Let's take it, let's take it step by step mm-hmm. here. Is that correct? Completely ineffective if it's not a light box? I don't think that's the case. I would have to look to make sure. I don't even know how often he would play against a, a stacked box because the Bills are a team that rarely sees it because of right. Allen. That's exactly right. That's why you yeah. don't even think about that except for what I'm about to say, which is behind him. Although he did say drop four or five TDs. I don't know. He dropped a couple. He dropped – yes, he did drop one against Kansas City. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, against Philly. He did drop one in the playoffs. It turned out to be a TD the next play. And then there was one more. Which game was that, Joe, where he got behind, he was loose. And uh, it was- did you mention the Dallas one? Dallas. Dallas, yeah, he did drop a few. So he did drop a few passes. I'm not worried. Are you worried about James Cook receiving? I'm not. I just, I think that's just like, it, that's what he's known for. I, I always, I, he, that was always talked about for him. But I've looked at like even his college numbers, and in comparison to other pass catching running backs, even Georgia didn't use him in that way a lot. They used him some. They just didn't really have a role for that in their offense, which is why he didn't see a lot of work. And yeah, I don't know. Like he's got sick. It's not even to me all about the drops. It's it's all around the the production you see from like the Jet game. Not even the Jet game. Like the Eagle Chief and Cowboy games. I mean, we're talking about like a fifth or even more than that of his receiving production in three out of thirty three games. Look, look what he was at the end of the year. Like he's just sometimes kind of fades in the background. Maybe that's more of an Allen thing. Um yeah, I question whether he's an elite or a great receiving back just because we hear about it, and it looks like he should be that, but he never had the big volume receiving in Georgia. He hasn't had the big volume receiving in two years with the Bills in comparison to other top receiving backs. I think he's good at it, but I, I, think, I think he has made his name as a runner in this yeah. league through two years. Yeah, that's probably right, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because he was fourth in the NFL in rushing yards last year. All right, so... That being said, let's go to the next part about this. Uh, Carl, who tweeted in, said he's not a one. He should be used more like Gibbs. I'm assuming he means Antonio Gibbs. So he doesn't wear or, down. Or J- uh, Jameer Gibbs, you mean? Oh, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. I'm sorry. Jameer Gibbs, yes. So he doesn't wear down. I'm thinking Antonio Gibbs. He was drafted late in our fantasy league the other night that you and I were a part of. Who are we talking um, about? Antonio, oh, Antonio Gibson? Gibson. Gibson. That's, who I'm, that's, that's why right. I was confused. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You see, well, hey, I I did take a few days off. That's what happens when you do that. Uh, He didn't wear down like he did. He doesn't wear down. Use him like that so he doesn't wear down like he did the last five games. All right, I I don't think all this is correct, but I do think there's a point here of there's, there's a segment of fans who think that, well, you still need somebody else. I don't disagree. But, Joe, the guy I want, just bring me back Ty Johnson. Bring me back a guy like that. I don't care if it's Ty Johnson. He was fine. That's the way I would approach this. Like, to me, James Cook is clearly the number one running back. Now, if you want to argue that you can bring someone in to spell him, that's fine. It shouldn't be anyone that could get us to a discussion of who should be the first the RB1. I'm in agreement with that. I think what will be interesting is if the guy they bring in to spell him is a big name. Because... Running back's weird that way now, especially in the last year or two. I mean, we got a version of this with Leonard Fournette, but that never graduated or never looked threatening to, obviously, James Cook especially. He hardly couldn't get Latavius Murray off the field. So there are a lot of free agent running backs, and the way this league's gone in the last couple of years is 
you can get guys that have a big name that are at the end of their career for pretty much nothing. So I don't I don't necessarily need to see them do that either. If they brought back Ty Johnson, I'd be completely fine with that. The reason I like Ty Johnson is that you know that hammer roll almost in the backfield is he's also got speed. And that's what I really want. I don't want a guy that's over the hill, doesn't have a lot of juice left. Like Ty Johnson only had 145 carries in his career before getting to the Bills. He hadn't didn't have a lot of tread on the tires, and I think that matters a lot at that position. So if it's Johnson or, honestly, Sal, I'm at a point where just draft a rookie in the 5th, 6th, 7th round. That works so often for other teams. Well, it's funny is, think about how this team has operated under Bean and McDermott. They have basically tried to replenish every and have somebody who could be the next guy. Now, I think it was a little too close to go Singletary, then Moss the next round, mm-hmm. but then they or the next year, I'm sorry. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. But those were guys who were both, what, second, third-round picks, right? Yeah, um, yep. When you, when you look at those uh, third, respectively. Both third, both third. Both third, third-round picks. And then, but then they go with... Cook in the second round after a couple years later, but it seems to me like it's, hey, we're going to use this guy for four years, then another guy for one or two, then another guy for one or two. So I don't doubt that they might even think about that this year. They may draft a guy this year to say, and when James Cook is done, we're going to let him walk because we ain't paying him. That's what this comes down to me. Joe, if you want to get a guy, this is how I responded to Carl who had tweeted earlier. If you want to get a guy who is, okay, we're going to push him to maybe have more carries and be a one you got to invest an asset in that. I have no desire whatsoever, which takes us back to the original point of, I'm not going to the combine thinking about who they're drafting at running back in the middle rounds this year. Throw a name on the wall of a guy who's available late. I don't care. Throw the name of a free agent out there who can do me exactly what Ty Johnson did. If it's Ty Johnson, fine. Joe, I might be fine with Darrington Evans, who I wrote about in the article, who came back to the team on a future reserve contract. They have Damian Harris, who they got last year on free agency, and then, of course, had the neck injury, and that situation's up in the air. He's going to be a free agent. We'll see. I don't care really who it is, but whoever it is, to me, it cannot be spending a significant asset, money, or draft on it. Significant, I agree with. Like, day three, I can... Fine. I'm good Fine. with that, yeah. Especially if you have ten picks like they do. Right, right exactly. Uh, that, that's forgot. Right, because they're going to get the third-round pick for right. uh, Edmonds. i got to remind yeah. myself every time I see that, because they're always listed with nine, but they're going to get a tenth. That's um, right. I, I'm into a day three idea, but right, I don't need day two, no thank you. Because if you look at the, the recent draft success of running backs in the league, I mean... 
Pacheco is always the guy that gets mentioned because he's won back-to-back Super Bowls as a starting running back, and he was a seventh-round pick. Like, it doesn't get more extreme than that other than being undrafted. But if you even look around Pacheco in the last couple of years and teams that have just taken a flyer, a day-three pick, whatever, we don't need to do anything crazy here. I mean, if you're a fantasy player, you know how good Kyron Williams was last year as the Rams' starting running back. He was unbelievable. That guy was a fifth-round pick the same year that Pacheco was a seventh-round pick. The year before that, you had a guy that's become the starting running back in Chicago and done nice in Khalil Herbert as a sixth-round pick. You had uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who's taken over as a starting running back in New England, and he is a fourth-round pick. Every year, day three picks. And, oh, look, look, surprising here, this guy's a starting running back in the NFL. And I don't even need a starting running back in the NFL. I just need a guy that is capable of giving you a little bit of juice as the second option. And maybe you still bring back Ty Johnson because I don't, you know, he's not going to get a big contract anywhere. That, that to me, is the most I would like to see them do a running back is throw a day three pick at it, and I, I think I'm fine. These running back contracts are so low compared. I mean, we've seen we've seen the the Saquon and Josh Jacobs and those guys' situations. I mean, you look at the. The franchise tag numbers are so low because the rest of the the market is so low. Like, you just don't pay these guys. That's why it is a mistake to not just give the veteran minimum deal to some dude who can come in like Ty Johnson or whoever else and just do that job that he did last year. It is a mistake. Yeah. Do you assume – well, I don't want to say I'm assuming. Do you think it's leaning towards Naheem Hines will be on this team next year? At a lower cap hit than I mean I can't imagine. Great question. He's like six million. I can't imagine that's going to be, you know, the contract. But yeah, so I read about this. Uh, People can check it out. State of the Bills running backs. We'll get into quarterbacks also today. I want to touch on that. WGR550.com, and it's exactly I think the discussion everybody knows that's coming with Naeem Hines. Uh, They can save. (laughs) They they he is counting five point eight million. I think it is against the cap. I have the number there. They could save depending on when they release them. They could save five four point eight. For four point here we go so over five it. over five you five, got it. go ahead five point four eight there you go. is the cap hit and five hundred thousand is the dead cap so they'd save four point nine by cutting him or by you, getting if out you of that. if they wait until like April or something or after a certain date it might be a little more of a dead cap hit so they wouldn't do that but you're right All right Joe to answer your question I I have I cannot see him back at all on that deal as you just said. Can I see him back on a restructured deal? I can. Because here's why. I keep thinking, why did they maybe not go to the wall to save more money last year when they kind of could have? They were in a tough salary cap spot. I know it's a weird situation. It's a tough one to navigate. I get that. But the Bills could have really kind of fought to get out of that contract and with the way that he had his injury and the jet ski and save some money. The fact they really didn't go all the way with that... Tells me maybe they really do believe he can help this team next year, but it's not going to be at this type of contract, obviously. I uh, Jeremy had a comparison to him earlier of, and this could be for right or wrong, like him being on the team again would be like the guy in fantasy that trades for a guy, and like you're just you're benev- like benevolent. I got to see this guy. I got to see it work. I'm going to keep hanging on to him. And last year you had that comment from Brandon Bean after the season. Something along the lines of, I would have liked to see him used a little bit more in the offense. Because he really wasn't used in the offense. He was used as a returner, primarily after they traded for him at that deadline. And so the thing about his role and why I kind of agree with you, like I, there's no way to me, 5.4, just with the way the cap is, there's no way. That would be so reckless, I think, to, to do that when you can get out of most of the money. 
if they can rehook with Hines on this this coming up this season, I think there is a role for him because uh-huh. while James Cook again, like we we can talk about his ability as a pass catching back. One reason why maybe he doesn't get as much opportunity as a pass catching back is his still inability to be an effective pass blocker, which is why go look at the snap counts on third and long situations last year and look at who was at running back for the Bills. It was it was Latavius Murray. He was the guy in there and there were a lot of times how many times were you Bills fan out there watching the game with your friends and on a third and long or on a second and long or something, there's Allen throwing the ball out to Latavius Murray. And didn't everybody go, why is he the guy in there? Well, one of the reasons was he is the most effective blocker by maybe even by far in that backfield. And when I, I understand that Hines a very different body type. And the only thing I can go on for how good he is at this is by looking at the PFF grades. The year uh, that the Bills traded for him, that he played for the Colts and the Bills, Naheem Hines was one of the better pass-blocking running backs in football. Like, he, whatever it is, you know, he's, he's a little bit smaller, but sometimes those guys, you have to, right? You can't be a pass-catching specialist in the league if you don't understand how to pass-block. And from just what I'm looking at on the surface here, it looks like Hines has figured out how to do that in the National Football League. So... All I'm thinking about for him is you get him back on a cheap deal and all of those pass catching or those pass down snaps that Latavius Murray was playing last year are now going to be replaced by Naheem Hines. And you'll have a more effective player with the ball in their hands when he's out there in third and long situations. Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, another guy I'd like to talk about. We'll do that, though. Paul Hamilton's on his way up here to the press box, so we're going to take a quick timeout because he's got to get back down after that so we can get Paul in early here and make sure we get some time with him to spend on today's game. Sabres hosting the Anaheim Ducks here on President's Day. It is an afternoon game at 12.30 p.m. We are on until 11.30 a.m., and that's going to be the Sabres pregame show, of course, but it's all right here on WGR and along the Sabres radio network today. Paul Hamilton up next. We'll talk Sabres-Ducks after this timeout on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.